A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. So glad you've joined me on the program today. So the bad news is that New York's new concealed carry restrictions uh, are now in effect. A federal judge uh, declining to block the new laws from being enforced beginning today. Uh, Although he said the arguments that were made were compelling, uh, the judge found that the plaintiffs in this case did not have standing to sue. Mm -hmm. We will have uh, more on that in the days to come at Bearing Arms. The uh, lawsuits, uh, I I think, are going to continue. And frankly, uh, as a result of what uh, Governor Kathy Hochul said yesterday, uh, dropping a bombshell on uh, those who had applied for a concealed carry license over the past couple of weeks, county officials who were telling people, hey, listen, as long as you apply before September the 1st, you're applying under the old rules. Governor Hochul said yesterday, no, that's not the case. Basically, if you're uh, application for a concealed carry permit has not been formally approved by midnight last night. Doesn't matter. You've got to start all over again under the new rules. And this is going to lead to massive delays for folks in New York, uh, in New York City and New York State, frankly, who want to exercise their right to bear arms and self-defense. There are some counties right now because the demand is so high and because now the new rules are so onerous that it's got to take so much longer to process these applications that there's already a waiting period of more than a year in some counties before you can simply drop off your application and start the process of exercising a fundamental constitutionally protected right. So even though these laws are in effect today, uh, the litigation is going to continue. And I would expect actually it's going to heat up here in the uh, weeks to come. The good news is that New York style Carry restrictions are not coming to California, at least not right away. Gun owners in California actually notched two significant victories yesterday. Um, my colleague Tom Knighton uh, writing about one of these victories at Bearing Arms. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the show today talking about it, but a bill that uh, would have increased taxes on firearms and ammunition. This was uh, AB 1227. Uh, went down to defeat in the California legislature yesterday. Uh, It did have a majority support, but because the bill was authored uh, under uh, as an emergency measure, it needed a supermajority to pass. And it came two votes, excuse me, seven votes short of a passage uh, in the uh, state Senate. Uh, This bill would have imposed a 10% excise tax on sales of handguns and 11% sales tax on rifles and shotguns, ammunition, and parts used to build firearms starting uh, July 1st of next year. Uh, There were two Democratic senators joining Republicans in opposition, other Democrats withholding their votes. And I'm sure that uh, Delegate Mark Levine or Assemblyman Mark Levine will try again next year. Uh, But for now, the excise tax increase in California Uh, is a no-go, as are, again, these new carry restrictions. This is the headline from the Los Angeles Times. Concealed carry gun bill dies in California legislature despite the backing from top Democrats. And again, this is huge uh, for gun owners in California. This was uh, AB 918. 
And again, it would have imposed a lot of of the uh, same restrictions that uh, we're seeing in place in New York uh, on California gun owners. As the L.A. Times reports, the bill faced headwinds from the outset, uh, again, because uh, State Senator Anthony Portatino uh, tried to do this under an emergency measure. So it could go into effect immediately. But that requires, again, a supermajority of the uh, the state legislature. The uh, assembly, there was apparently a, a preliminary vote earlier this week uh, that was close, but no dice. And so all day Wednesday, Portantino and other Democrats were lobbying some of their colleagues to, to vote for the measure. Just go ahead and hold your nose and vote for it. Just come on, please do it. But uh, as the L.A. Times reports, the assembly upheld its decision early Thursday morning with a final 52-23 vote, uh, despite those proponents and Attorney General Rob Bonta lobbying extensively uh, for this bill. Portantino said, quote, I'm legitimately surprised it didn't pass. And he, too, had to revive the measure in December when lawmakers can start introducing bills that will take effect next year. Uh, Rob Bonta, the attorney general of California, said the supermajority vote uh, made passing the bill more difficult, but he defended the urgency of implementing this uh, gun control measure, arguing that those who pose a public safety risk need to be prevented from being issued a permit. He says, quote, the longer it takes to get this bill into effect, the more people are at risk every day. Now, keep in mind, the, 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 the law, the May issue law that was struck down by the Supreme Court in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin was only in effect in a handful of states like California, New York, Maryland, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Hawaii, most of the country has already adopted shall issue concealed carry. Half the country's adopted constitutional carry. And what Rob Bonta says, well, we got to try to, you know, keep dangerous people from accessing guns. California criminals have no problem accessing firearms. There was just a story yesterday about a 13 year old in Oakland, California, who brought a gun to school and shot a classmate accidentally, supposedly. But if 13-year-olds are illegally carrying firearms in California, I would argue that California's gun control laws are not stopping criminals from obtaining or carrying firearms because they're willing to break the law. It's the law-abiding citizens who are impacted by these restrictions that Bonta, Portantino, and other Democrats wanted to put in place. As the L.A. Times reports, the proposal would have classified dozens of places in California as, quote, sensitive, including courts, which would probably be allowed, hospitals, which may be allowed, airports. I doubt whether that would actually stand, at least, you know, uh, before you go through security. Public transportation. Again, I have big questions about that. Bars. Questions about that. Public parks. Real questions about the uh, legality of that. Libraries and churches. Again, places that are not necessarily sensitive in terms of increased security and increased law enforcement presence. California, like New York, seems to be wanting to define sensitive place as any place where members of the public might be, which the Supreme Court said, no, you can't do when we're talking again about a general right to carry for self-defense in public. Uh, the LA Times reports that uh, SB 918 also would have required local licensing officials, primarily sheriff's departments, to run through a list of criteria to ensure that a person was a, quote, qualified applicant, having to conduct an in-person interview, interview at least three character references, and review social media and other publicly available statements to determine if those applying for permits were a danger to the public or themselves. Again, provisions that are in place in New York and provisions that will 
delay, at the very least, the issuance of carry permits. And I would say in many cases will outright deny law-abiding citizens who are perfectly uh, uh, capable of going and purchasing a firearm. They can pass a background check. They're not prohibited persons. But they will still be denied their access to bear arms because of the restrictions that are in place in New York. Thankfully, again, these restrictions are not going to be in place in California, at least not for a few more months. We'll see what happens again in December when uh, Portentino reintroduces this measure and the uh, legislature gets back into session in January. We don't. I'm not aware of any special session that might be called uh, by Gavin Newsom between now and then, uh, although that obviously is subject to change. But for the moment, anyway, California has, in essence, a shall issue system that hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm sure in some anti-gun jurisdictions like, uh, you know, San Francisco and maybe even Los Angeles uh, County, uh, it's not going to be pure shall issue in practice. But this, I think, is a huge step forward for gun owners. And I hope that we will see the number of applications increase dramatically now that residents have a fair shot of actually getting a permit. Because the more people who apply, the more people who are approved, the more concealed carry we see in parts of the state that have traditionally been very hostile to the right to keep and bear arms. I think the harder it is going to be for California Democrats to try to put these types of restrictions in place. Meanwhile, again, uh, we've hopefully got a bit of a head start in New York so that uh, if California does impose these regulations, we've already got a a court case challenging similar restrictions uh, already underway, albeit 3,000 miles across the country. But uh, congratulations to California gun owners. This is big. This is really big. Uh, And I hope that uh, gun owners across the state of California are going to take advantage now of the opportunity to not only exercise the right to keep arms, but to bear them in self-defense as well. All right, let's turn our attention now to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We'll start there with a uh, case out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, where a man accused of killing a local pizzeria owner has a long criminal history, according to uh, KOB, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Sylvan Alcha Chupas, accused of shooting and killing Rosario Zito, who's the owner of Giovanni's Pizzeria back on Tuesday night. As a KOB reports, Alcha Chupas has been in and out of jail for the past eight years. In fact, they say he was arrested less than a month ago in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You can see, again, a variety of the mugshots that uh, Mr. Alcha Chupas has uh, acquired over the years. A history of arrests go back to 2014. Charges including things like shoplifting, drug possession, car theft, fleeing the cops. But this is also not the first time that he's been accused of armed robbery. Uh, Back in July of 2020, uh, police say that Alcha Chupas pulled a gun on the cashier at a Las Lunas Speedway gas station and robbed the place. Uh, In January of this year, he ended up taking a plea deal in Valencia County in a case from August of 2020, pleading guilty to charges of robbery and assault. And he was sentenced to five years of probation. That's it. Not a day in prison. Originally accused of armed robbery. But again, the gun charge was dropped. He pleads down to lesser charges of just robbery and assault. And instead of going to prison, Mr. Altachupas was told, hey, stay on the straight and narrow for the next five years and uh, this will all go away. Well, according to police, he couldn't do it. 
On August 3rd, police arrested Altachupas after they pulled over a stolen car. He was in the driver's seat. He was then released from jail immediately. Um, wasn't sent back to prison for violating the terms of his probation. In fact, August 24th, a probation violation order was fired, uh, filed in Valencia County, uh, arguing that Altachupas had failed to follow the conditions of his release. Um, but he wasn't taken into custody. Uh, he failed to show up to court on August 30th for a hearing tied to that car theft. Um, that was the same day as the murder in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So once again, the legal system had plenty of opportunities to take this murder suspect into custody, to send him back to prison for violating the terms of his probation. And frankly, again, he should have gone to prison for armed robbery earlier this year, but that didn't happen. You've got New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham running on a pro-gun control platform right now in her re-election bid. And I hope that her Republican opponent will bring up cases like this to point out that it's not legal law-abiding gun owners in New Mexico who are driving crime. And focusing on them will not make the public any safer. The criminal justice system, not only in New Mexico, but around the country, is in dire need of reform. And until that happens, again, we're going to see more stories like this every single day of the week. Today's armed citizen story from Washington State where police say a burglary suspect was shot in Pierce County after a uh, homeowner opened fire on suspected burglars. Uh, Again, the burglar who was shot, taken to the uh, hospital in critical condition. It was uh, just about 6.30 this morning, Thursday morning, uh, when police uh, got the call about a uh, burglary. uh, And uh, I guess it was near uh, Spanaway Park in uh, Parkland, Washington. The uh, Pierce County Sheriff's Department says one of the burglary suspects entered in the shooting, sent to the hospital again in critical condition. The second suspect fleeing the scene has uh, not yet been located. Detectives are at the scene. They say the investigation is ongoing. Again, this happened this morning, so we don't have a whole lot of details. But uh, at this point, again, we do know that the homeowner shot uh, one of the two alleged intruders. Don't believe that the uh, homeowner is facing any charges, but we will keep our eyes on this story and try to bring you any updates as they become available. Finally today, our good deed of the day from Livonia, Michigan, in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing. Three teens who were driving past a burning home when they saw what was going on and ended up uh, helping to save two people uh, who were inside that house. Click on Detroit reporting on the uh, incident. Describing the uh, teen's actions as uh, nothing short of heroic, Ethan Morche, Chase Adams, Colin Anderson say that they uh, noticed smoke coming from the roof of a home a Monday afternoon as they drove past. They stopped the car. Chase and Ethan then called 911. Someone inside the home was shouting. So uh, Chase Adams and Ethan Morche tried to get inside the front door, but they couldn't. So they went around the back. They found an unlocked sliding glass door. Colin Anderson, meanwhile, is outside on the phone uh, trying to tell Livonia firefighters that there were people inside, including, at that point, his two friends. Chase Adams was able to help one of the occupants exit the home, according to officials. And then when he called out to uh, his friend Ethan and didn't get a response, he went back inside, helped escort another person to safety. Livonia Fire and Rescue Chief Robert Jennison told Click on Detroit, quote, we couldn't be more proud of these young men who remained calm and did the right thing and were directly responsible for saving the lives of two of their neighbors. They could have just drove by, but instead they decided to take action. They stopped this incident from becoming a tragedy 
resulting in a loss of life. The uh, residents of the home, as well as the three teens, treated for minor smoke inhalation, but uh, thankfully they were all released there at the scene. No serious injuries reported. So, uh, again, in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing. Ethan Morchie, Chase Adams, Colin Anderson, we thank you for your very, very good deed. Now, listen, that is all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. I am going to be off next week, so you will not get a, a new episode of Cam and Company for a few days. But uh, we will still be updating BearingArms.com throughout my absence. I promise you, you will still be able to access all of the latest segment news and information that you need to know about. And, of course, if something huge breaks, uh, you know, I'll fire up the laptop and I'll chime in as well. Because, you know, sometimes even when you're on vacation, the news does not allow you to arrest. Uh, again, want to thank you for being a part of the program, not just today, but each and every day. I really do appreciate it. If you do like what you see at Bearing Arms, I would also encourage you to become a VIP member. All you have to do, go to BearingArms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS and you can get a significant savings on your VIP membership. As our way of saying thanks for showing your support, we're going to give you exclusive news stories, analysis, stuff you won't find anywhere else because your support does matter. And it really does make a difference. I hope you have a fantastic week and a uh, great weekend as well. I'll talk to you soon. But until then, be well, be safe. Be free.